0: Caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.
1: Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he is the team chef for the Utah Jazz. He's Anthony Zamora with us here on Jake and Ben. Anthony, thank you so much for a few minutes. How are, are you? On, chef?
3: Yeah, good morning. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are y'all?
1: Hey, we're great. Uh, is, is chef one of those professions like coach where it's appropriate? Do we need to say chef Zamora?
3: Uh, some people put more weight on it than others, but, you know, I like to, I go with whatever. You know, a lot of people here, they call me uh, my initials, which are A, Z. Um, some people say Ant. Some people say Chef Tone. Some people say Chef. Um, I just roll with whatever.
1: Oh, I kind of like Chef
2: Tone. Yeah, Chef Tone. Yeah. That, that, I don't feel yeah, like I, we know I, you that well. I've certainly seen you around a lot, but I don't know you that well. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you, did you work in a real kitchen? Not real, I mean, you work in a real kitchen now, but did you work in like a restaurant kitchen ever before you joined the Jazz?
3: I've been in a few, um, had some great opportunities to to uh, learn from some awesome mentors, uh, but my actual, my humble beginning started at uh, Mellow Mushroom Pizzeria in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Wow. It was my first exposure in high school to a kitchen and just fell in love with the pace and the style of the work, and uh, I just continued to seek out opportunities and build off of that.
2: Well, a lot of you know restaurants. I've worked in the restaurant business. A lot of it's out until two a.m. and you know it's kind of a night, you know, a night owl lifestyle. I, I know the the breakfast club gets there at what seven a.m. What time are you there in the morning over at ZBBC?
3: <laughs> um, our staff, uh, depending like if it's a game day, you know, those are those are early starts so we can get the guys a nice break in the afternoon. Um, but game day, our first staff member is rolling in between six and six thirty in the morning.
1: So, I, ben and I were talking about this. It's amazing the evolution of, uh, you know, kind of management uh, when it comes to professional athletes from a nutrition standpoint. It seems like, you know, these leagues have been a little bit behind the times when it comes to it. And it just makes so much sense to, to you know, people who make their living with their bodies to be uh, concerned about what they're putting into their bodies. And I guess, you know, how much science goes into your job when helping, you know, the the greatest athletes in the world compete at their highest level?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, on the topic of where nutrition is and where it has come from, you know, it's kind of a a new specialization that people are paying more attention to. And the question is always, you know, how can I take 1% and add it on to my level of performance? In the old days, you know, the position coaches used to tell guys how to work out. And then we got strength and conditioning specialists, um, our S&C coaches, right? And then now it turned into those strength coaches were helping with supplementation, with nutrition, all those things, just because it was kind of like you know someone has to do it. And then you know nutrition's following behind. Where now we're getting more and more specialists. But um, my role, like in a nutshell, it's um, it's really evolved. This is um, this month is my four-year anniversary with the team. um, Super blessed to be here for for that long and uh you know it started out just myself and another staff member and i cooked all day right now um dividing it up we're talking about science um my role is about 25% science 25% food and then 50% on the leadership side so we have an amazing team uh, i couldn't do what i do without them but They've allowed us to continue to branch out and now things that I never dreamed about. Um, an example, like we have a full-time nutrition presence when the team is on the road, helping guys, being there to help them make the right decisions, um, make sure the right food is available. But um, really, it's all, it's all thanks to my team that we have.
2: So... You know, you guys did the uh, coronavirus cookbook or whatever it was last year, and everyone kind of talked about some of their favorite meals. Donovan Mitchell's, I think, was duck, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm, How mm -hmm. similar are the diets of each player's, or is it really a different book, a different cookbook for every player?
3: I would say that, you know, everybody has their favorite day. Um, We're serving a bison meatloaf this afternoon, Mm. and some people, they really go crazy for meatloaf. Other people that's not really their thing. um you know, Donovan likes duck breath, which is a uh, really like advanced uh palate you know he's into those those cool foods like scallops duck um but then maybe a younger guy who hasn't had that much exposure they might you know duck might not be their day, so um it's really it's all just um just like at home, you know it's all individualized, and um we try to be kind of stealthy, healthy in some ways like. I won't tell um, people that the meatloaf has uh, fine-diced mushrooms in it, but uh, it's helping to add a vegetable source, add some micronutrients and uh, some nutrition for them.
1: So, of course, uh, we want to respect everybody's privacy and in, in all that, but is there, a, is there a quirky habit that you can share with us? Again, you don't need to, to say whose it is, but is there a kind of a, a unique one that you can share?
3: Quirky habit. Mm. Um. Off the top of my head, they're all so normal to me at this point. I don't know if anything is standing out as quirky. You know what I mean? I'd say that um, everybody does a great job with their routine, especially um, getting to this point in time, um, you know, the length of the season. And uh, we talk about the metaphor of nutrition not being like a microwave, but it's more like a crock pot. And so it's what are you putting in throughout that whole 82-game season every day to help you get to where you are now. And um, like I said, all our guys have established routines, you know, and they're in great places. And we're fortunate that food and like how they eat is a part of that routine.
2: We gen- We generally hear these stories because they are outliers when it comes to nutrition and sports. We remember a few years ago, there was the conversation that Michael Phelps is eating, you know, eight to 10,000 calories a day, which is what, triple, quadruple, what, what a normal adult eats. Is that common? I mean, is anyone on the team or anyone in the league close to eight to 10,000 calories a day, or is that crazy?
3: I think it really depends. Um, my opinion is that in the off-season, you would get closer to one of those higher-calorie uh, things, whereas like, you might be doing two-a-day sessions, you might be even doing three-a-day sessions, is what I think um, would necess- necessitate necessitate the need, um, for such a high expenditure, but, you know, everyone's body's different. And you look at a guy who, um, someone who is the size of, uh, Michael Conley compared to someone who's the size of Rudy Gobert, you know, that's maybe, a uh, 75, 80 pound difference. Um, their caloric needs are on the total opposite end of the spectrum. Um, they're both super lean guys. They've got a ton of lean mass. Um, but it really, it really depends. Um, but I would say that, um, like realistic, um, Above 5,000 um, for a really active guy because even if you're not having a ton of sessions, depending on the intensity of your one session, your body's going to need a ton of nutrients to help the recovery process.
1: You obviously have the trained eye. Can you notice a difference when you get a player under your wing? Maybe it's a maybe it's a rookie or something like that or maybe it's a player who hasn't managed their diet all that closely in their career. But when you see them play or practice or whatever, uh can you notice a difference in their performance after they um they you know start paying attention to what they're putting into their body a little bit more?
3: It's it's so cool being able to look at, you know, the objective versus the subjective measures and then Really, like, if, let's say, for example, someone comes in and maybe they didn't have the best habits in college, um, hey, what do you normally eat before practice? I don't. Well, maybe we could try something small. And it's all about trying little things, seeing what their body can tolerate. Like, I've seen some guys, um, they can have a full meal of, you know, like, complex nutrients 45 minutes before um, a competition and feel great, whereas someone else, you know... um, just a banana is going to make their stomach, like, you know, they can't handle it. So it's up to everyone. But um, back to the personal feedback, you know, hearing a guy say, ah, so I had so much energy, I was so much more focused, and um, it's little wins like that that um, and they make you smile, they make you happy about what you do.
2: Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but you, I'm sure you've seen some of these crazy diets that some athletes have. I know we talked about Michael Phelps. The opposite end of the spectrum, the Seahawks just had an article on D.K. Metcalf, who's one of the greatest physical freaks in all of sports, and this is what he said his his average day is. He says he eats one meal a day, he drinks one coffee, and he eats three or four bags of candy. Have you have you seen guys like this that have these kind of insane diets and still have these incredible physiques, and how does that balance? Is that just a bizarre metabolism and just how they're built, or or what goes into that?
3: Yeah, um I don't want to burst no bubbles but I think that like uh one of my one of my colleagues uh she, she did a little post about it but kind of uh like a clickbaitish article. Huh. Um maybe maybe he does that, I don't know, but um people are kind of like notoriously uh not so good at recalling what they eat every day. Huh. Um so if someone said that to me, um, I would ask a question like So you didn't eat or drink anything at all when you had breakfast and kind of like, Oh, well actually, you know, I had this. So, um, and that's part of like, we can get into a whole rabbit hole of nutrition and marketing. And, um, I just spoke to someone about this, about how like, just saying that you work hard isn't really that sexy, but saying like, I did an extreme diet, um, gets more people to click on a headline. So, um, take it with a grain of salt. Maybe he does it. I'm not sure. Um, you know, everyone, like I said earlier, everybody's body is different. But um, if it was me sitting across the table from DK, I would uh, dig a little deeper in this conversation.
1: Ben made a joke earlier today about uh, about how Carl Malone used to uh, eat a bunch of pasta before playing. You know, I remember when I was uh, when I was younger playing baseball or whatever. You know, steak and eggs, you get a a lumberjack breakfast or whatever before you play. And you know, it's it's kind of funny how things evolve. But we have a lot of I'm sure parents out there listening who have kids who are are teenagers or or maybe a little younger or involved in sports and probably do ask the question, "Wow, what should I eat before competing? Or what's the best way for young?" people to maximize their performance if you had advice to give to parents out there what would you give
3: yeah another great question um talking about carbon and pasta um we have a ton of pasta eaters and that's a great you know um complex carbohydrate it's going to take a little bit longer to digest um like a that's an amazing three-game meal things like pasta things like potatoes um when you're thinking about before activity you want to think about like low to moderate fat. Um, if you've ever went to Crown Burger and you wonder why you feel so full, you know, burgers and fries have a pretty high fat content. Um, fat takes more than twice the time of a carbohydrate or a protein in your stomach to digest. So we tend to, in that pre-situation, things like um, pretzels are a salty snack, right? Salt helps your body hold on to water. So when we're talking about guys who... Might have more of a tendency to cramp. You know, we're pushing salty snacks and water, or if someone's going to be getting um, dehydrated, it's the same thing. So, salty uh, snacks, low-fat snacks, fruit is awesome. Um, you know, things like the gummies are also good, but the fruit coming with a little bit of fiber will slow down the digestion and release of energy. So, uh, another cool thing to consider, but. Back to everyone's body being different. Um, really just playing with that, but I think starting um, peanut butter and jelly, that's popular. Um, popular half snack, fresh fruit. Um, you'll find little little bars and things that work, but um, applesauce, they come in like the go-go squeeze pouches. I could rattle these off all day. <laughs> um, but yeah, just trying, trying different things and seeing how your body feels.
1: So not a you greasy mind. burrito then.
3: <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> uh, Tony, one of the things I see every time I'm at practice whenever they come up and talk to us at the day so they always have some jazz player I mean every jazz player has a smoothie inevitably and you guys kind of have the tops so you stick the straw right through and they seem like they're ready to go what for a lot of people as we're starting to get to spring a lot of people are saying hey I'm gonna eat better smoothies are a really popular kind of fad that people have gotten into if you're making a smoothie what should be like a go-to foundation for people and what should you avoid
3: yeah um, so we're big on the smoothies I'm a uh I'm big on language, too, and terminology, and so instead of calling it a smoothie, um, I'll call it either a recovery shake or a fueling opportunity, um, you know, with saying Jamba Juice over here, but it's everything for a purpose. Um, uh, one thing that we love about those shakes is that you can blend up spinach, other fruits, um, like things that maybe you wouldn't want to eat on your own. I know, like, just eating fruit isn't super popular, but if you can put it into a drink, maybe you have a little bit of sweetness from some juice, you got some water, um, kind of make it balanced. Uh, for our guys, we're using mostly whey protein. Um, that can help as uh, another way to have a micronutrient or an antioxidant boost um, in your day, which our guys, um, being professional athletes, always training competition. Um, My viewpoint: They're always in a state of recovery. You know, always going to be able to put some good use towards um, having these nutrients in their diet. But um, I would start with choosing a base. So, um, do you want to use milk? Do you want to use juice? Do you want to mix them? I know someone who does uh, orange juice and milk, and they say it tastes like a creamsicle. So, pick your juice base, um, water, whatever you want to do, and that can play to your goals. You know, if you're trying to lose some body fat, maybe you don't want extra calories from a liquid in there. Uh, from there, I would go choose your fruits and veggies and then any kind of additional things like whey protein. The marketing and nutrition industries as was kind of talking about earlier, it's all over the place. Um, whey protein is a supplement that I believe in. Uh, a lot of other stuff, you know, kind of like, uh, are you getting the bank for your buck or is it placebo effect? I don't know, but uh, whey protein isolate is a good one.
2: All right, you're running late, or you just got home after a game and it's late and you need to throw something together. It's a late-night meal. What are you making for yourself that's your go-to?
3: Oh, for me? I'm a big, uh, personally, like scrambled eggs. You mean like a soft scramble on some toast? Um, Easy. Done.
1: All right, there you go. Pretty easy. Pretty easy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pizza lover, too.
1: Yeah, you
2: worked at the, uh, what was it called, Wild Mushroom? What was it? Mellow Mushroom. Mellow
1: Mushroom. Ooh, pizza sounds good. <laughs> you know, this, good. You know what? This interview has made me hungry. Is that a good thing? Is that, Yeah.
2: Okay, let me ask you this because I do this a lot. What uh, What food television do you watch?
3: Uh, I'm not super big on TV. Uh, one of my mentors, he was on Chopped and um, I saw a couple of his episodes but um, what I have watched on Netflix is some of the Chef's Table episodes. Yeah. Um, the movie Chef, about the food truck and the Cuban sandwiches. Have y'all seen that one? Yep. With the John Favreau. Um, yeah, I gets them fired up every time, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, uh, Anthony, thank you so much for, for a few minutes. We were really looking forward to this conversation. It was really interesting. Thank you very Thanks, much. Jeff.
3: I appreciate you guys. Thank you as well.
1: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought...